Well, praise be to the great Yav Shamaim. The awesome and incredible Scott Scribe Prep will be leading us in RIP 2.0 tonight. Take it away, Scribe. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome to Love Live, Ruach Remnant Reality Radio. As Ruach said, this is Scribe. And welcome to the nightly doers of the word, Love Fellowship Gathering. You are listening to RIP 2.0 Ruach Reflections. Let's get to it. We start each podcast at 7.07 Pacific, 9.07 Central, and 10.07 Eastern. All standard time zones, if you'd like to join us on the call, just dial 727-731-3257. No access code needed. Again, that is 727-731-3257, and you're in. If you're new, we hope this resonates with you, and we hope you'll keep coming back. Hallelujah. With that, we are going to have Marissa read our warning. She is our resident transformer. And she's doing a great job. So, hallelujah. Here she is. Go ahead. You're on. You're unmuted. I know. Hallelujah. My um, name is Marissa. I'm going to read our literature for warning. Tonight, damaged souls, damaged hearts, crushed spirits, who you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, let it stay here. Transform recovery is the refuge, the healing place, the hospital for the heart, the sanctuary for the soul. A warm, friendly environment was created for caring, compassion, and love to be realized. No plastic people here. We keep it real. We invite you to do the same. Open up, share your in-depth testimonies, your fiery trials, and your tough temptations. Holding our past inside is poison to our souls. Sharing our issues openly reveals that which has been hiding in darkness to be brought into his marvelous light. It exposes the accuser, it loosens the liar, and it lessens the load. The freedom to feel you can safely open up in these love fellowship groups is vital. You're under no surveillance and transformed out is not connected to any law enforcement agency. You are not being set up for any new type of failure here. I said that wrong. You're not being set up for any type of failure here. No incarceration, no mental institutions, but for you to find a new exciting life as one in your new YAFAM, as a new creation. We are not an anonymous fellowship group like other 12-step programs. Rather, we are very outreaching and promotional in an effort to reach the lost on purpose. Although we are not an anonymous, we are very confidential. Opening up as a group is not up to put out your bad business, but to put out the solution. We at Transform Recovery have come to understand that people will attend our love fellowship groups from all walks of life. People from every race, color, gender, and background imaginable. Newcomers will come into our groups extremely worldly or fleshly broken people. They may be homeless, helpless, hungry, or hurting souls who have no idea what to do. Their amount of family dysfunction, soul sickness, and actual abuse, whether sexual, mental, physical, or emotional, will vary from person to person. Some may be heavily sedated on prescription drugs or may may have even used earlier today. It's very hard to someone to help someone who is intoxicated. So we encourage anyone that is on the on the meeting line that is 
use today, please wait till after the gathering and speak with the Transformer. We are aware that some are suffering severely and are hurting over things that might be quite graphic and horrific in nature. We want you to know that you're in the right place. You're safe here. We learn to listen with the utmost sensitivity to each other's circumstances. One scars, one seemingly impending doom of a jail sentence. A repossession of a car, a home foreclosure, one struggling with homelessness or even a house fire where all personal possessions have been lost. Some will be struggling with hunger, poverty, sickness, dereliction, degradation, a death of a loved one, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, physical abuse, even torture and or extreme bodily harm, etc., etc. The list of potential hurts and, and pains is as endless as addictions, idols, false gods, and sin. We encourage you to patiently and respectfully listen to each person's share, empathetically understanding that some may be understandably quite rough around the edge. The language may be offensive as they may not may have not yet learned to communicate properly without street talk, cursing, swearing, or lascivious talk. We ask that you long suffer with those still working on the perfecting of their potential dysfunctional drug damaged or destroyed abusive character. We ask as you share refrain from any inappropriate speech, but we must be sensitive to where each speaker may be. Some may never have even opened up the word before. They may have no clue who our Messiah Yeshua is, let alone Yahweh or the Ruach HaKadosh. We can never assume that everyone is at the same place in their relationship with the Creator. Some may not even know Him at all. Some have never, Some may have had bizarre church experiences whereby the spirit of love was between them they yet cannot receive that love or may have rejected Yah, Ahaba, as he's trying to save them. We cannot possibly begin to stop, censor, or filter anyone's sharing. There's a saying that truly applies and transforms. We cannot become so heavenly-minded that we are of no earthly good. Saying relatable will assist us greatly in working the Kitbe HaKadosh Steps 12, which is essentially helping others correctly in the standards of leadership set forth for transformers in the Kitbe HaKadosh Scripture Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. We are going to move into our seventh bodybuilder, our Ahava offering. This offering goes to support our radio and prison ministries, our faith favor farms, and houses of worship, or house, and our Yahability ministry, of which young uh, Marissa is working and deeply involved, and we're grateful for that. We've all heard the phrase, it is better to give than to receive. And we all, to one extent or another, know that it's true. But do we know why? It's important to know why, what we, why we do what we do. Malachi 3.8 says, will a man rob Elohim? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? And Yah responds in the tithe and the offering. For you are cursed with a curse, for the nation, all of it, you are robbing me. Bring all the tithe into my storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And test me now with this, says Yahweh of hosts, whether I will not open the windows of Shamaim and pour out a Baruchatah, and open the windows of Shamaim and pour out a Baruchatah until there is no sufficiency of room 
to store it. That is quite the promise from Yah. That is quite the command. He wants to berchot the body, the nation of Shamaim, represented here on earth, in such a way that the world cannot deny it. He actually says, test me. If testing is coming from if testing is coming from the throne room of Shamaim, that's kind of like a triple double dog dare. That's something you want to take advantage of, not because you can take advantage of it because you're not going to get something back, but because there is no better source to get anything from, whether it's material or ruachal or intellectual, whatever the situation, however Yah wants to berachot you to return what it is you gave. Be glad that it's coming. Put it to use. And even if Yah doesn't pour out buckets of money into your hand, which he never said he would, he will pour the knowledge back into you that you can turn around and create wealth from and knowledge from. So again, that having been said, if you've been here for a while and you like what you hear and you believe it's been a baruchata to you, you can go to give.yahweh.love. That'll get you to our PayPal portal. And you can send a check or money order along with a letter letting us know who you are and all that good stuff, what we can, how we can pray for you and all that. To Love, Inc., P.O. Box, 68138 Phoenix, Arizona, 85082. Or you can text 77777 to 44321. Hallelujah. It's that easy. Again, as Rocket started saying, I am Shalayach Scribe, Shalayach of Ahaba, president of Emulators Motorcycle Congregation. And I am grateful to be here tonight. It's been an interesting day. It's been um, a day of disappointment. I don't know what exactly I did to my Word Bible software, but all the notes that I had in there disappeared. And I did not delete the program. I did not re-download it. I didn't do anything of the sort. I just can't find the notes that I was taking. So I don't know if there was a glitch in the system or what it was. I'm just thankful that I was writing in Google Docs and that I've got some of the stuff there. I'll have to start it over and believe that, yeah, we'll replace better what it was that was lost. So hallelujah. I'm grateful for Marissa to be here for a couple of weeks yet. I'm grateful that Rock and Sandy are having an awesome trip across country, hopefully to meet back up here for Life Fest and we get to get some business and some good fellowship going and all the stuff that Yah's got planned for us. And I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be part of Love Live and RIP 2.0. So hallelujah. With that, I will pass to whoever wants to introduce themselves next. Hallelujah. Sounds like it might be Marissa. Hallelujah. Today I am. Well, I'm always Marissa. That's my name. <laughs> That's my name. 
Well, the way I started, I said, today I am, and then he starts laughing at me. I am Marissa, but today is today, and I am Marissa every day. So hallelujah on that, and I am transformed, and I am transforming into my recovery as I'm coming up to my, well, probably beyond my 90 days, but my full 90 days of off of pharmacia, and a little bit over that on the other drugs, so I'm Overcoming the um, pharmaceuticals is three months sober. So hallelujah on that. And I'm also, this is a singer that I found on YouTube. And he's also a school um, I'm thankful for our Yali singers and Yali um, R&B and rap singers out there. As, um, da- his name is Dax. And he has a new video that came out a few days ago. In fact, pretty in- entertaining. And it's very, he's very creative, I'll put it that way, in the way he speaks about the truth in his music. And this song is is good because some of it he just, he talks about good things, but he also swears. And I'm thankful that he can promote music and truth and, and keep praying for him. He has, he has four months off of alcohol. So I'm celebrating my 90 days. He's celebrating his four months. So hallelujah on sobriety and thankful for recovery and for Yahweh's creativity as he's bringing more songs and artists out there as he's promoting his um, love to them and as well as we can like our um, the Justin Bieber he had something wrong with him a few weeks or a month ago I forget what exactly was the cause some type of tick in his face a facial problem let's keep on praying for him and for others too that are out there that are struggling in that aspect with some health bombs. So I'm thankful that Yahweh can help those too, that they're sharing his word through their music. So I'm thankful for Yahweh music. Thankful that um, I had my, well, I wouldn't say it was a full hour. Well, the whole amount of time it was more than an hour, but some therapy time with Mac. So I call it therapy hour, as in I would get to have more time with them, I think, tomorrow. So I think it's, so I'm thankful for animal therapy. We'll just put it that way. Because I do, used to do equine. I only did it so many times, but I'll get back into it later for them. So, yeah. So hallelujah for animals. And the, um, the, as Yahweh says, we're peculiar people. I'll just say he's a peculiar character bird. And I'm thankful for, um, for us. My prayers that Yahweh is um, helping my my mental and my memories, so I can so I can be um, good in the morning. Called so that I am I'm awake, but I'm also in the presence. I'm thankful Yahweh can remind me how to do it, how to be um, with it, as our brother or our Shaliak is testing me to keep my um my brain active. So I'm thankful for activity that my brain is learning how to be restored from all this stuff that I've drunk that it's been that the enemy has not gonna steal my memory that my um junk that he's put in my, my body or brain is no longer part of it. So hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that Marissa. Who's next? 
We got a 608 number on here that I don't recognize. It does not have a name attached to it. Who might that be? Not sure why you can't see it. That says Yami. It's the same way it always looks. Oh, oh. Well, maybe that's oh, okay. because I had my uh, my my uh, back office shrunk down to uh, allow me to do some other things while I was uh, to pull up some other things. So, okay, Yami, you want to introduce yourself? Hallelujah. Well, Hallelujah. My name is Yami. And I am grateful for um, for being able to roll back pages of memory now and then. And yeah, let me say where I used to be and where I might have been. And then he makes me new every morning, so I can have a new memory every every day of the change that um, comes in me until he's finished. And he's able, he is the author and the finisher of everything about me, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm um, thankful very much for having a car that is running okay and not... um, not giving me trouble. So uh, I'll pass with that. Well, praise you. Hallelujah. I am grateful for skill sets that Yah has developed within me. I uh, had some very difficult people to deal with in the last uh, 48 hours. Uh uncomfortable situations, uh, powerlessness over people. In those situations, you can't make people be a certain way. You can't make somebody feel a certain way. You can't make somebody think the right way, you know. And uh, because I'm well aware that I am powerless over people, I just didn't let myself get wrapped up into it or sucked into it because... Certain people didn't want to handle it righteously. So <clears throat> I chose to handle it righteously, and Abiyah, uh was there for me, you know, and, and he really brought me through it with the right attitude. And um, I'm, just, I'm just thankful that, you know, he develops these skill sets within us uh, so that we can deal with really anything that comes our way. There's nothing that's too big or beyond Yah's capability within us. So I thank him for that, and um, I thank him for... that nudge that he's always given me over the years to continue to develop and build more and more and more and more and more relationships. Um, You know, it allows me to start a 
a new nutritional option for the Naturopathic Network Association, you know, and I, I just have so many people I can talk to. It's like, okay, who do I talk to first? And and I've I've talked to some good people to get the top of a of a line really started out the right way, and you know, um, I'm seeing the money pouring in, and uh, it's it's pretty exciting, you know. Uh, to have that additional income that's already uh, that's already here, you know, it's already coming in, and and I haven't even really done that much yet, and that's kind of how I was kind of blown away with LifeWave when I started. It was like I felt like I wasn't even working very hard because I had gotten so used to running so hard with longevity and having such little results that when I did started LifeWave and I did very little and got such great results it was like wow this is this is a very excellent part-time income you know and if i just apply myself and put forth a little bit more wow what could happen and i needed a nutritional company uh to take the place of that dependency that had been put onto longevity and and i was very uncomfortable with where that relationship had gone because of personalities. You know, people just were not treating me respectfully and didn't appreciate who I was and what I had all done and all the promotion that I had done and what little return. So I was uh, I was really struggling, but I, I didn't let it tear me down. I didn't let it you know, wipe me out, but inside I was coping with, I was dealing with all of it just in the the hoping and the coping, I guess. You know, I was hoping that Yah was going to close a door and open a door. And, you know, the door for longevity is not closed. I'm still really wanting to do some things with some of the, you know, different lines that I have access to but I also at the same time am really relieved that I have uh, an excellent outlet for some new things. And just by gently going into that realm, I'm finding all these wonderful uh, new aspects that are that were unfulfilled before that are now already fulfilled. And now the income also is coming very rapidly. And uh, I just, I just got to thank Abia for positioning us the way he has with the naturopathic network association. It's what we were really needing and it's, and it's coming, it's happening. So, Hallelujah. We are going to um, we are going to continue to grow in our recovery. We're going to continue to see Yah's hand. Hallelujah. There was a light. 
Vexes, curses, foul, nasty, unclean things, tangled tongues, and the like to start this program off right. Hallelujah. Thank you that the tongues are untangled. And we love to pray in the new language you give us, and that's the right kind of tongues. And they always say the right thing. So Thank you, Father, for this evening and the opportunity to come together and to look at ourselves and to look at your word and who you are. 
which is who we intend to become, who you have intended us to be like. So we just um, surrender our will and um, ask that you open the eyes of our heart and um, as seeds, seeds are sown, um, let them take root and grow and because um, we want to be all you want us to be and we want to do all the things you've called us to do. And thank you that through this we are saved from the enemy and you are ruler of our heart. Take over, Ruhak, and minister according to your plans this, this evening. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Kodesh Kitve, step 10. RIP 2.0, Ruach Reflections is an examination of yourself weighed against every aspect of a perfect walk, a perfect life, modeled after the perfect person, Yeshua Messiah. Studying the Kodesh writings seriously is one of the greatest ways to go through each Kodesh writing step thoroughly so that nothing is missed in the Yah development of the new you. A great suggestion for a successful, orderly, transformed love fellowship gathering, LFG format, is to study in oneness each of the listed Kodesh writing, each of the listed Kodesh writings for each Kodesh writing, Kodesh step example. As an example, simply pick a weekly, bi-weekly, every other day, or even every day love fellowship gathering at the appointed time for your love fellowship group to meet. The format you develop will dictate the length of time for each LFG. Activation of numerous small, private, intimate study groups is definitely going to take an army of servant leaders to step up, pun intended. Love Fellowship gatherings don't need to be broadcast on Love Live Ruach Remnant Reality Radio, nor does it need to be recorded, but to generate support from multiple locations, the virtual Love Fellowship gathering can work in conjunction with your local LFG. Kodesh Writing Step 10 is an activation step that activates other Kodesh Kodesh steps. Once we've taken some level of action on any given step, we must monitor our progress through the process of our own Yah development. Recording Yali actions, daily and or even fleshly actions, gives us a way of reflecting our behaviors, good or bad, never for condemnation, but rather for conviction from Ruach. This check by Yah, love from within, leads us into Teshuva, a change, or the way Yeshua to transform positively out of an old pattern of thinking, a stronghold or evil wronghold into a new pattern of thinking, a yahold. A paradigm is defined by Noah Webster as a philosophical and theoretical framework of a scientific school or discipline within which those law, those theories, laws, and generalizations, along with the experiments performed in support of them, are formulated. Noah Webster, the ultimate wordsmith, had the Kodesh writings in English literally memorized. While in the world, before coming to our understanding of transformation made available by Love, Inc., through transformed recovery, our paradigms were definitely influenced by ones misleading us through philosophy and empty deceit. 
according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. From Colossians 2.8, by Shaul Shaliach. Watch that there not be one misleading you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. Books of love are Ahava, Yahuwah, Yahweh, I am that I am, Ea, Asher, Ea, hallelujah. We are going to be looking at Psalm 119, 28 to 40. So if you could all turn with me there and let me know when you got it, that would be fantastic. Hallelujah. Anybody there yet? All right, Marissa's got it. Hallelujah. Okay, so what I think I want to do, this is a total of one, two, three, four. This is a lot of verses. Okay, so we're going to break it down. Marissa's going to read 8 through 28 through 33, and I will read 34 through 40. How's that sound? All right, here we go. 28. My soul drops with grief, lifts me up according to your word. Remove me the way of... Oh. Remove from me the way of mine and give me grace with your Torah. I have chosen the way of truth. I have held your judgment, your judgment level. Let me read that again. I have chosen the way of truth. I have held your judgment level. I have clung to your testimonies, O Yahweh. Do not shame me. I will run the way of your commandment, for you shall enlarge my heart. O Yahweh, teach me the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Make me understand, and I will keep your Torah and observe it with the whole heart. Make me walk in the way of your commandments, for in it I delight. Bow my heart to your testimonies and not to unjust gain. Turn my eyes from seeing vanity in your turn my eyes from seeing vanity in your way give me life. Make your word sure to your servant who is devoted to your fear. Turn away my shame which I fear, for your judgments are good. Behold, I have longed for your precepts. Grant to me life in your righteousness. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, um, that is quite the prayer. Um, it's quite the devotional. David was getting real serious here, and that's not the prayer or consideration or meditation of somebody that is unsure of who he worships or unsure of what he believes. He knows that there's a single source. 
is probably contested with more than one individual on the subject matter of what makes what gives you the right to think that your God is better than mine. Well, I don't see any other books around that go this deep into a relationship with a single Elohim, whether they want to use the word for it or whether they want to use that word for it or not. Uh, that's the one we use here at Love Live Rock and Reality Radio. Um, there's a need for it. We know that there is only one. And no, we're not going back to the 80s movie, the 80s Highlander movies where, yeah, guys clanging swords, even though we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to believe that these Kodesh writings are our sword, and they are, okay? And they have been more eternal than anything else. Whether you want to abide by the understanding that's provided by this word or not, you know, that's your, that's, you, ha- you have the right to free will. Okay, you've got the right to free will. Just don't whine when your free will doesn't seem to be working out too well for you. Because you're going to have to point that bad boy in one direction or another. And it's not going to work as well if if your compass is not pointed towards true north. If it's not pointed towards Yahweh. I mean, if we hear that again, if we just listen to it again, my soul drops with grief. David, he's sad about something. He's, he's, David is upset about something. Something is not going well. It could be a family situation. It could be a political situation that he's contending with. We're not given that information. His soul drops with grief. He's asking Yah to lift him up according to the truth and the knowledge in his word. He has, he has assurances in Yahweh that Yahweh is a prayer answering L and that he, that he's already seen prayers. He's already experienced his prayers answered and the results were favorable to him. Remove from me the way of lying and give me kavod with your Torah. Take all, in other words, take all deception out of my mouth, out of my head, out of my mind, so I don't speak it, and give me favor in applying, disclosing, and sharing your Torah and living in it so that he does not have to be uncomfortable with it. David has chosen the way of truth. It's probably a pretty good idea for us to choose it too. He's held God's judgments level. That means he's applied them fairly fairly across the board to anyone he's dealt with. He did not prefer one over the other. He's done everything he could to remove any injustice from him because he knows that Yah does not treat people preferentially. I have clung to your your testimonies, O Yahweh. Do not shame me. So 
you could almost see David hanging here on the side of a, uh, you know, on a sheer rock face, just holding on for dear life. Knowing that Yahweh has got a hand out for him, is, is holding him at the wrist and is wanting to pull him up. Then David reinforces it and says, Oh, Yahweh, do not shame me. I will run the way of your commandments. Now, David is essentially reassuring Yahweh. This isn't spoken of as a desire. It's a confession. It's, you know, I'm going to do this. I will run the way of your commandments. It's almost like the I am's. I am running the way of your commandments. It's the way in which we should go. For you shall enlarge my heart. Now, if this were an actual, if this were just a physical exercise, it might be easier to understand. Because the more you exercise your body, the more you increase the capacity of the heart and the lungs to perform, the further you'll be able to run, the deeper you'll be able to go. The more people you'll be able to to express it to, the more faith you'll be able to walk in, the more obedience you'll be able to express back towards Yah in trust to his commands. David has already experienced a lifetime of this in one way, shape, or form or another, so he knows of what he's praying. He knows what he's saying. He's experienced it. We've got to remember, this is the teenager that ran out to some dude that was 9, 10 feet tall and dropped him with a stone and had the unmitigated audacity to grab five more stones because he knew Goliath had, had brothers. Okay, so David knew what it meant to stand on Yah's commandments. He knew what it was to trust the testimony or the writings that he had access to or the verbal retellings of the story that he could put his faith in from those that he heard it from. He had this stuff written on his heart. And he's just telling Yah again, I will run the way of your commandments, for you shall. He's got that anticipation of the work already being done by Yahweh. You shall enlarge my heart. In David's mind, it's already done. Verse 33, O Yahweh, teach me the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Again, there's no wavering here. Teach me your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Make me understand, and I will keep your Torah and observe it with the whole heart. Again, David already has a strong understanding of Torah and an excellent relationship with Yahweh at the point of this writing. But he wants more. He wants to continue to go deeper. He knows he's, he's acknowledging his imperfections. He's already expressed and repented and teshuvahed of sins that he committed prior to the writing of this, and this is just 
an exercise in obedience of writing out his transformation, of writing out his kitve steps, or his kodesh kitve steps. He's being obedient to the principle because that's the best way he can review them. Make me understand and I will keep your Torah and observe it with the whole heart. Now that's kind of a bit of a stiff phrase there and observe it with the whole heart. He could have said and observe it with my whole heart. But you almost have to think that maybe David had a flash of prophecy right there and it wasn't just himself he was led to focus on. But the fact that he was actually speaking into another time, like possibly to us, just make me understand and I'll keep your Torah and observe it with the whole heart. It's an expression of a righteous instruction that should stand the test of time. that should be applied throughout time, whether you're a king or you're a peasant. Our want should be to observe his Torah with our whole heart. You make me walk in the way of your commandments. Now, again, that make, it's not a force, it's not coercion. There's, you know, Yahweh's not whipping David into, you know, uh, with the staff, it's just the pleasant, loving, perfect encouragement of the perfect father instructing a son to walk in his perfect commandments that he already knows that his son delights it. and wants to continue delighting in and drawing more from. But here he asks, yeah, again, verse 36, bow my heart to your testimonies. Abba, yeah, help me to understand everything through the lens of your understanding and your definition of righteousness, for you define everything. Abiyah, you create everything, you define everything, you are defined, you are definite, there is nothing beside you, there is no one that can challenge you, bow my heart to your testimonies, and not to unjust gain, because once you start looking to unjust gain, once you start looking to unjust gain, you can write anything you want to, and if you repeat it often enough, sooner or later it's going to sound good, and sooner or later somebody's going to start believing it, and it could be false, and it could be as false as a $3 bill. There's, I really don't see any other way of interpreting this. If you're looking for gain, you can make anything sound good 
but it will remove you from the testimonies of Yah. His testimonies won't change. They won't go anywhere. But you most certainly, but you most certainly will. Which is why we got to be really, really careful how we go about earning. Now, and again, there's a lot of options out there. But if we do it in a way that we know is going to honor Yah and help our fellow man, because remember, it's all about loving your neighbor as yourself. You wouldn't want somebody to do unto you what you just did to your neighbor, would you? And that should be a question at the forefront of our minds. And all this is here. David is David is addressing this, even though it might not be there word for word. 37, turn my eyes from seeing vanity. In your way, give me life. In your teshuva, in your Yeshua, in your way, give me life. We have to understand that if we start looking and seeing vanity and pursuing that which is worthless, we're walking out of Yah's way. We've got to find value in what we do, in what we look at. Make your word sure to your servant who is devoted to your fear. Now, again, David is asking to make sure that Yah's word is written on the tablets of his heart, cemented in there, drive it home. Make your word sure to your servant. Because if it wouldn't, that would mean that there would be, if, if that wouldn't happen, if that hadn't have happened, that would put Yahweh Elohim in a lesser position, it would give David reason to question him. But David never does. Make your word sure to your servant who is devoted to your fear. And I don't think that fear here is one of you know, cruel judgment. I believe that that is an acknowledgement of a constant state of awe for the fact that Yah revealed himself to David and continues to. And it's because of that communion, that conversation that he has with Abba Yah that he just remains in an inspired reverence And it's probably a good place for us to get to, too. Verse 39, turn away from my shame from which I fear. Your judgments are good. Turn away my shame. Would that we could never have to deal with the shame that we felt before. Would that we could turn away from the shame which causes us not to act as Yah would have us to walk. To be able to turn away from the shame and the doubt and everything the adversary throws at us throughout the course of the day to keep us from doing in obedience that which 
Yah's judgments, his good judgments, have commanded us to do. That would be an awesome place to get to. Verse 40, and I wrap up. Behold, I have longed for your precepts. There's a longing, there's a hunger, there's a thirst. There's a need. Just as Abba's name, just as Yahweh's name on the mountain was, behold the hand, behold the nail. David says, behold, pay attention to me. Look at me, Yah. You know I've kept, you know I've longed for your precepts. I've longed for your instructions. And, you know, precepts, commandments, instructions, statutes, these are all interchangeable for Torah. Because Torah is instructions. Torah is precepts. Torah is commandments. We just have to find the truth of it in there and not what the world wants it to be. Because the world is going to pervert everything it can. Behold, I've longed for your precepts. Grant to me life in your righteousness. There is only one source of righteousness. Nothing else outside of Yahweh is righteous. We know that Yahweh's righteousness is so expansive and so immense that it is almost impossible to fully understand and comprehend. So we have to start where we can. Yeshua is that ruler, as we read in Kodesh Step 10. We have to gauge ourselves by him. There is a major difference between a straight 12-inch stick with no lines on it and a stick and a 12-inch stick with markings on it that delineate quarter-inch, half-inch, three-quarter-inch, one-inch, two-inch, so on and so forth. If you try building a house with a stick that doesn't have any markings on it, well, Abba Yah only knows what you're going to get. But it's probably not going to be something you'd have a whole lot of confidence standing in or walking around in. So those precepts, understanding that iron sharpens iron, that this word, when shared between two brothers or two sisters or two fellow believers, has got the same effect as ironing sharp as iron sharpening iron. And I think maybe it might help just to paint the picture of a chef with a sharpening rod and a knife. You're looking to put an edge on a tool you're about to use. But if you never put that blade to that sharpening rod, sooner or later you're going to get to the point where you're going to have to heat that thing up just to cut butter. 
So David's request to grant him life in his righteousness is not an unreasonable request. People will see righteousness, as Rock has explained and displayed and, and conversed about many times, people will get upset at the level of righteousness you walk in because they don't want to have to accept it. They don't want to have to believe it's necessary. They don't want to have to surrender their free will to a set of instructions whose author they disagree with. But the ironic part about it, the ignorant part about it, is the fact that if you get fully informed, if you get educated, you're not going to find anything to disagree with the author on. If you're sincere and honest about it. If you're not sincere and honest about it, then you probably ain't going to stick around real long anyway. But all these things that we just talked about, it all ties back into step six and preparing our heart to have removed the defects of character that have kept us from these principles, from the value of these things that that were talked about in here. If we don't let them go, we won't see, we won't be able to see the precepts. We won't be able to hear the testimonies. We won't be able to let that let the delight that he walks in that he wants to walk in in verse thirty five. We won't be able to let that delight take root in our home, in our hearts. And that's not where Yah wants us. So, Hallelujah. Um, I am not perfectly fulfilling 28 through 40 as yet. I'm still working on it. Um, And I've got to start pressing in more. So, hallelujah. With that, I will pass. Whoever wants to take these on next, go for it. Well, hallelujah, did I lose everybody? Shalaya Yami, was there anything that I said that stood out? Do you have any thoughts on these verses? Well, hallelujah. That being the case, I cannot start any music, so Shalaya Rock, if you could start something. Marissa, you got something you want to add here? Okay. No one else wants to go yet? Okay. There's a lot of stuff in this um, chapter. So, um, Psalm 119, 
Twenty eight to forty. So there's not a lot of different things in here. But this reality is helps us grow um in him. I have chosen your way of truth. I have held your judgment level. And I have clung to your testimonies. Oh, Yahweh, do not shame me. I run the way of your commandments. You shall enlarge my heart. So what do you mean by, by that part? What does it mean by enlarge your heart? Yeah. It makes your heart bigger. It makes it capable of holding more, loving more. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I was just trying to get a better perspective on that, so thank you. Yeah, because I know we, we don't want to make our hearts big to where they can't function right, but, um, but yeah, we want to enlarge them in the, in his, in the righteous direction. So that's it doesn't again. always mean it's talking about your heart. It doesn't always mean it's talking about your heart, but it means your heart. Okay. That's a, that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big one. Huh? I, put my, I have put a lot of walls up in the past with all kinds of been person that I put others. So, so there's a lot of areas where my heart has been um, yeah. surrounded by different defects and as well as my wall, the walls that was on it. But, um, so I know that it's a process. But Mark has known that I've had issues with love and understanding love and fully grasping it. So it's like I'm just trying to grasp it in this season as being a bride of the Messiah as we are all not physically wearing wedding dresses as men and women, but we are his bride. So that's just the process for me. This, this, description might take me a couple maybe a whole year who knows maybe longer to get to grasp 32 which is I will run in the way of your commandments for you shall enlarge, enlarge my heart so that's going to take me a while to ponder on and, and, and to pray about but pretty much the other one is this going to the alphabet it's called hey which is or hey whatever which is nice it's pretty much coming up everything that we're we are dealing with in our in our daily walk, as we should follow Yahweh's commandments, and um, as we're getting into this next week, this Saturday, I believe, I think that Rock was there to speak better on it, but to me about going to be to mix us, and I was. Yeah. For some reason, I was the TV was playing, and then this person was well, it's not a person that the um, minister was talking about it. So I didn't fully finish listening to everything, but um, it's something I'm gonna pray more about to fully understand it because I've done it before. It's been many years since I was baptized of mikvah, but to do it with in the right the right heart. 
to do it the way that I can fully understand why I'm doing it. The way that the, the guy's breaking it down was helping me understand it better. But again, I didn't finish fully listening to it. And then I'd like to get more of um, on Saturday. I'm sure that we'll get more insight on what the way Rock can explain it in a better way. But um, the one about 32 is, I will run the way of your commandments. I will run the way. I like that. It's like, we're not physically running, but it makes me think of it as running, like running through um, the race, running through the, running to Yahweh or running through it. So like running through the um, ways of life. But we have to keep his commandments through our way of life. And for you shall enlarge my heart. So that's another thing is my um, fully following and understanding his commandments. So like, I like that part. So that's my prayer about that. It's 32, that's my prayer. That'll be my my scripture to ponder on. It's going to take me a while to, to get there, but hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Appreciate it. Who would like to go next? Come on, Yami, bring it in. Yum, 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 but I don't think well, that's ever a matter of bad or good. I think that just is. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I thought what you shared was outstanding, and uh, that was actually some pretty good commentary that Marissa added to it for someone who's just trying to, you know, share and be honest, because really this is, what I would call uh, Kippe Kadesh Step 6 prayer. You know, it it really is the culmination. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have you. It's really the culmination of what a person should be really focused on in moving towards from, you know, four and five and six, we're moving into seven for the removal. And, you know, these things cannot be removed. So this is like a preparation unless you kind of get to this point. And it's a good point that, you know, he's at here because he's at a place of humbling, he's at a place of humility, and he's looking at things with a humble and a contrite heart. And, you know, to go ahead and and be as transparent as he is, that it opens up that option for someone like Marissa to be able to actually say, you know, yeah, 
I'm going to have to pray on this for some time. And then it gets her to even go further into introspection of saying, maybe I haven't really taken my vows and my commitments seriously in the past like a mikvah because I really didn't understand it. You know, that in and of itself, to say I really didn't understand it, is the same kind of, I think, act of humility that you are seeing here in David. I think probably the ultimate in here is that he says, I have clung to your testimonies. Oh, Yahweh, do not shame me. You know, I I felt so much shame for so long and just really hated myself for so long. And, and um, when I started getting these, these testimonies that were grabbing my heart and tugging at my heartstrings the way they were and just really realizing by the experience of what he had done in my life and in others' lives, just how incredible that he really was. I was in awe of him. I was just in utter awe. And I knew that he was the highest power. There was no doubt. And I was very, very sure that he was there at every phase of my life. It was like the knowing on the inside, even when I was a little boy, of course, but even as a teenager... I'd be at these parties and I'd be at these really evil places and I knew he was there. It was like I might have been getting away from getting away with things from my earthly father, but I wasn't getting away with anything with my Shemaim Abba because he was seeing it all. So there was always this longing inside to know him better, even in my sickness. And all the... all the the putting the drugs down did was made it that much easier to draw close to him and to really say these things all out in the form of a crying of the heart. It just happened. So I can relate to it because at one time or another, I think every one of these verses or something that I spoke, maybe not word for word, but indirectly the the meaning 
And the cry out that you see Davi doing is very similar to what I was doing myself. And uh, it really takes you back. really takes you back so you know i i'm glad that marissa has that attitude that i'm going to have to read these over and over and over and pray and pray and pray to get the depth of what yah is trying to say because that's what i had to do and i know that's what most people will never do which is why they'll never get as far as they could because they don't diligently seek him as hard as they should. But if we want to have power, if we want to really be able to overcome the enemy, we've got to be able to say, don't tread on me. You cannot tread on me. You cannot, devil. You cannot. You are a dumb devil and I hate you. And you're just not going to do it to me. And uh, I think when we, when we get to that point where we start seeing the being that the dumb devil is, right, and we really realize how dumb he really is or how foolish he really is that he thinks that he's going to, he really, I think, goes on believing and thinking that he's going to actually beat Yah. He's that naive that he actually does that. So I'm just going to say that there's an assurance that the Ruach starts to speak to you that you know that all the enemy is is a big bag of wind blowing in your ears a bunch of lies and once you come in your recovery to that discovery that the liar is who he is and Yahweh is who Yahweh is it's a game changer because then you can start shouting out don't tread on me, dumb devil. Don't tread on me. Don't even, don't even think you can mess with me.
Kingdom. I've been going through to hear if they got a lot of Jesus and God in because Child of Love has a lot in. Holy Water is obviously, you know, a pagan uh, Catholic type uh, twist to it. And it's and it's real churchy sounding. But I, I started listening to a bunch of their other music because uh, they're going to be playing at Life Fest. And uh yeah, these these are some of their songs. I put in five new songs by them, and that song says Jesus once at the end. But I kind of thought that more would have, you know, Jesus in, and, and they would be going that direction because I think this girl was from Bethel, uh, and Bethel has, you know, got some songs where they actually sing Yeshua for like 20 minutes. But then in various different versions, they intermix Yeshua with Jesus as if they're the same guy, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, uh, 
these guys are all in recovery. So it's one of the reasons also that I'm attracted to them. And in listening to their words, you can tell they get it. They've, they've fought this war against evil. They just, unfortunately, like so many, even me, uh, we brought up as we're coming out of that, you know, worldly war, uh, we're brought up in this Christian wineskin and uh, we get a partial truth. You know, you got to give it credit for that. It's just we want right. to try to stay away from worshiping, uh, you know, the pagan gods and goddesses and deities. So I would say a lot of these lyrics sound pretty solid, uh, you know, with a few exceptions to the rules. So, yeah, uh, that was uh, We the Kingdom. And uh, that was called Devil Don't Tread on Me. Hallelujah. I like to be. Praise Yah. All right. Well, we're looking at June 28, 2022 on the Gregorian calendar. This just for today in a reading is called <coughs> Group Conscience. Group Conscience. Sorry about that. Did not mean to sneeze into the microphone. Tried getting away from it, but it didn't happen. Group Conscience. Working with others is the only way to begin, is the only beginning Start over, rewind. Working with others is only the beginning of service work. Service work calls for a selfless devotion to carrying the message to the still-suffering addict. But our attitude of service cannot stop there. Service also requires that we look at ourselves and our motives. Our efforts to make, at service make us highly visible to the, in the fellowship. In TR, it is easy to become a big fish in a little pond. Our controlling attitude can easily drive away the newcomer. Group conscience is one of the most important principles in service. It is vital to remember that the group conscience is what counts, not just our individual beliefs and desires. We lend our thoughts and beliefs to the development of a group conscience. Then, when that, when that conscience arises, we accept its guidance. The key is working with others, not against them. If we remember that we strive together to develop a collective conscience, we will see that all sides have equal merit. When all the discussions are over, all sides will come back together to carry a unified message. It is often tempting to think that we know what is best for the group. If we remember that it doesn't matter if we get our way, then it's easier to allow service to be the vehicle it is intended to be, a way to carry the message to the addict who still suffers. Just for today, I will take part in the development of group conscience. I will remember that the world won't end just because I don't get my way. I will think about our primary purpose in all my service efforts. I will reach out to a newcomer. Hallelujah. Marissa is still taking notes, which is good. So she will be with us shortly for the whatever prayer. Hallelujah. Let's see how it helps us overcome. So I like that reading that at the end. That we have to be more in Yah's way and not in our, our own way. And Rock does a good impression on when he was talking to me about 
those things. But when we can't always have it our way, since obviously we, I wouldn't, we can't keep living in our way, because that didn't get, get me very far. And when we rejoice in Yahweh, always. Again, I say rejoice. So this is a, I really like this. I'm going to read it again. Rejoice in Yahweh always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your humility be known to all men. Our master is at hand. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and by petition with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to Elohim. And the peace of Yahweh, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through Messiah Yeshua. Finally, my brethren, Whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever pure, whatever lovely, whatever of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's any praise, think on these things. And what things you learned and received and heard and saw in me, practice these things and the Elohim of Shalom will be with you. Hallelujah. Was that Yami I heard in the background? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, Hallelujah. I We were looking for you a while ago. I know. I had a, another call, and I kept it as short as I could. But um, anyhow, hallelujah, I like this prayer, too. So, well, praise Yah. That's fantastic. Uh, you were listening. Would you like to comment and then pray us out right away? Okay. Well, um, for me, the um, when I meditated for actually through my life, you know, through, through several years, although my flesh and my heart failed, Still, yes, the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And that's where I did inventory work through the years and looked at, oh, my heart failed. Um, The hardest thing, it, it was okay, easy for me to repent and to not want to do what I was dealing with, but it was um, hard for me to forgive myself. Yeah, I knew Yah's forgiveness, and uh, I received that, but I didn't want to forgive myself. And then as I went through repeating the same you know, sin again, then I got where I decided for Yah that I was something um, he wouldn't want. And I believed that lie for several years. I operated, I always believed in getting people saved, you know, telling them, Truth, having them receive their Messiah, and still my attitude was, well, 
even if I've got to go to hell because I deserve it, I if I can get other people saved, that's good. So I had a crazy relationship. I continued talking with with um, Yahweh, but I didn't um, think I was worthy. And um, and I even went through, you know, some positive changes just because I knew he was real. And I was going to, even though I thought I wouldn't have eternal life, I just wanted to do some good stuff while I was on the earth. And, you know, and I remember getting at one point saying, do with me what you have to, I'm yours. So I'm like, there was probably a little bit of double-mindedness in the way there, but he brought me out of it, and it took time. And, And by the time I was in DePaul, I was able to recommit. Um, acceptance of his forgiveness and acknowledge that he's able, his blood was worthy and understood the power of um, of our of our repentance and his ability to to um, help me accept his forgiveness. And then help me to be different. Changed my mind. It gave me the power to do that. So I guess that's... But I related to Rock. I didn't hear all Marissa, so... You know, but I did hear Rock. So... And I heard part of Scribe. The reading and part of Scribe. Okay, uh, that's about it. I'll pass. I'll two over to um, scribe. All right. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Shall I have a rock? You want to play something, and then we'll pray us out. And
Hallelujah. Let it hope. 